You're listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang, founder of Moxie Club. When you're looking for lasting weight loss, join us here for the mindset you need, a dash of inspiration, and stories that will bring it all to life. Episode number 14. Well, hi there, Amy here. How are you doing? So this weekend, I was looking for some funny material for today's podcast, and I came across something by Stephen Wright, the comedian. And it was, 7% of all statistics are made up on the spot. He's a pretty ironic guy. And then I saw another one that said, yesterday, I saw a guy spill all his Scrabble letters on the road. A lot of people playing board games now, right? So I asked him, what's the word on the street? (laughs) Get it? Uh, It made me think of all the chalkboard signs that are on the ground right now, drawn by kids that have thank you. And like it in my neighborhood, it says, welcome. So they're very heartwarming, especially when you think about what's going on. So when we look at the stats, the numbers for this coronavirus pandemic are really growing by the day. And the number of deaths in the U.S. alone right now are approaching 70,000. And when you remember that each one represents an individual with friends and family and loved ones, the loss really is staggering. And then you look at the unemployment rate and what's happening with the economy. And then you see all the stories about parents trying to balance working from home with making sure their kids are still getting an education. And it's really no wonder that the stress levels are so high right now. So today, what I want to do is talk about how to trigger four happy hormones. And by the end of this podcast, it's my hope that you feel more empowered to move in the direction that you want. So when you think about being happy, what does that mean to you? In other words, if you were to spend five minutes meditating on your joy, what does your happy place look like? So where are you? Who are you with? What are you doing? And how do you spend your day? And when you're thinking about this stuff, do these thoughts make you smile? And I ask this question because I really want to heighten your awareness of your thoughts and the power that they have. So if we take a closer look at stress, you really see the mind-body connection. So right now, as you're listening to this, are there things that you're worried about or struggling with? Because if we look at the medical definition of stress, it's the perception of a real or an imagined threat to your body or your ego. So when you think about a real threat, for some reason, I always picture a lion chasing me. 
And maybe it comes from the fact that I dreamt about this when I was nine years old after we visited the zoo. But when you think about threats, it could also be that maybe your husband is mad at you because he went an hour without talking to you. And there's a joke where men are always thinking about something else, like their boat or their car, right? But it could also be the stress from maybe an upcoming presentation for work. So the key here is whether it's real or imagined, this perception of your reality creates the same response in your body as that lion chasing you. So what's the actual response? Well, you get adrenaline, cortisol, and other stress hormones just flooding your system, coursing through your body. And it raises your heart rate, it increases your blood pressure, and basically the message to your body is that all non-essential bodily functions are on hold until the stressor passes. In other words, you're in survival mode. So you are optimized to run away from that lion. But in terms of thriving, your body is not operating at an optimal state. So think about it this way, because if you're running away from a lion, your body needs as much energy in the form of blood sugar as possible. So the cortisol actually inhibits insulin. So it's restricting blood sugar from going into the cells. And it also triggers the release of stored sugar from the liver. So the surge of sugar gives your body the energy it needs to fight off the stressor. But right now, most of the stress we're talking about isn't this kind of stress. It's chronic stress. It's triggered by our thoughts. And more specifically, it's our beliefs and the interpretation of the situation. So again, a lion chasing us is an immediate threat to our life, right? It's fight or flight. But the chronic stress that stems from our fears and our worries about what might happen or what we're afraid will happen to our business, our job, our ability to pay our bills, our health and well-being, the health and well-being of our loved ones, the education of our kids. These are not immediate threats to our life. But just thinking about them triggers the same release of stress hormones and then without the sprint, which means that with chronic stress, we're still raising our heart rate and our blood pressure and slowing insulin production, which then wreaks havoc on our body. Like it makes our blood more likely to clot. It damages our brain's memory center. It increases the belly fat storage. So when we talk about fight or flight as a natural response, freezing is also actually a response. So think about the expression paralyzed with fear. So remember, I said that by the end of this podcast, I want you to feel more empowered to move in the direction that you want. So we're now going to talk about not 
how those stress hormones are released, but rather how we trigger the happy hormones. So let's start with something you've probably heard a lot right now from mental health experts, and it's to create a routine. It gives us something to focus on that's within our control, and then we're taking action. So you notice that we're focusing on behavior, not the actual outcomes. And we also want to make sure that the behaviors are aligned with the outcomes we desire. Make sense? So let's talk about how to trigger happy hormones and how they lower our stress. So the four happy hormones that we're going to talk about are dopamine, serotonin, endorphins, and oxytocin. So dopamine is your body's achievement hormone. When you accomplish something, you get that surge of dopamine. Serotonin is your body's, let's call it your pride hormone. So it helps you choose the path that you're going to take. Endorphins are your body's painkiller. So there are times where in order to trigger these, you have to stretch your capacity. You have to create a little bit of stress in your body. So what happens is that the endorphins then buffer the pain. All right. And then oxytocin is our body's natural security blanket. So some people call it the love hormone. So what you can do, if you look at how we nourish our body, so you look at the foods and the nutrients they contain, we look at antioxidants. So these naturally boost the stimulation of endorphins and serotonin in our body. And we can get it from things like dark chocolate and spicy foods like poblano peppers and chilies, vanilla bean and ginseng. And then vitamin C optimizes your ability to produce and release oxytocin. So you get this from citrus fruits, broccoli, yellow peppers, like yellow bell peppers, Brussels sprouts, and cauliflower. So definitely make sure to eat your fruits and veggies. All right, that's just the food side of things. There's a lot more that we can do. Oh, were you waiting for me to tell you? (laughs) All right, I won't keep you in suspense. What else can you do? Well, listening to music is a fabulous way to get a hit of dopamine. When you're praised for doing a good job, you'll get this wonderful dopamine hit as well. So if you want those happy hormones coursing through your kids' bodies, make sure you're encouraging them when they're doing a great job or doing what you want them to be doing as well, right? And then when you set realistic goals... And by this, I mean something as simple as tidying your desk or sticking to your workout schedule and then achieving these realistic goals. So realistic, I want it to be doable so that you get to experience that achievement. And then again, because we really want to be aware of our thoughts, I want you to celebrate that achievement. And I want to be really clear here that realistic is enough. I think 
so often people set really big unrealistic goals, and then when they struggle to reach them, they wind up having a whole conversation with themselves about how they weren't good enough to achieve it. So, in this particular case, if we set doable changes, tiny changes. By achieving them day after day after day, we not only get the dopamine hit, we build momentum. Moving on, if we look at serotonin, the most effective and natural way to boost serotonin is actually by exercising daily. So that's one reason that like a nice brisk walk can do wonders for your mood. So if you just take 10 minutes out of your day and get outside, guess what? The sun itself, that bright light, also boosts your serotonin levels. And as a side note, serotonin helps with getting better sleep. All right, endorphins are produced when we eat spicy food, when we laugh. So as you notice, I'm always trying to start this podcast with a, something funny, right? So this means you could go on Netflix and watch a comedy or read a funny book or call a friend. Pretty much anything that can make you laugh out loud. And then if you exercise with some intensity, you'll also stimulate the production of endorphins. Because it's, again, the body's natural painkiller. So you've probably heard, right, that endorphins are responsible for the runner's high. That feeling that you get after a hard workout. Endorphins also reduce the levels of our body's stress hormones, like the adrenaline and cortisol. So think about that sprint away from the lion that you didn't actually have to do. But by exercising, you're essentially doing that. And when I say exercise, it's interesting because when I was looking at WebMD, they actually had a phrase. It says, exercising should be fun. So the word should here is problematic because the implication here is that if you don't find exercising fun, it's like there's something wrong with you. And that's definitely not the case here. So if you don't find what you're doing fun in any way, shape, or form, then I would say look for something else. It's just that you haven't found something that you like yet. So it could be if you're exercising alone, you could try exercising with a friend. And now you're more likely to actually trigger at least one other happy hormone like oxytocin because you're with a friend. All right. So speaking of oxytocin, this is often called the love hormone. It's like our body's security blanket. So it means we get a boost of oxytocin with physical touch. So things like cuddling with your partner, hugging your kids or playing with your pets are great. Being kind to others also stimulates 
oxytocin. So when we make time with friends, guess what? Trust also triggers oxytocin. So for new moms, breastfeeding, there's a lot of oxytocin that's being released in our bodies as well. So basically, when you're in an activity with someone near and dear to you, it will naturally feel good. So I want you to make sure you keep up with those Zoom happy hours, all right? And when you need it, go for a really good 30-second hug with someone that you trust because it will do wonders, all right? And then, of course, I want you to make sure that you're getting enough sleep because not getting enough sleep actually can contribute to an imbalance in our hormones and particularly dopamine, which then can have a negative impact on our mood as well as our physical health, all that stuff. And if you're looking for some tips on how to sleep better, then you're going to want to refer to episode number nine of this podcast. All right. Last two things for today. When you look at the field of positive psychology, optimism stems from two things. So the first, when you look at a situation, do you see this as a permanent state or a temporary one? And then when you look at the locus of control, is the success or failure internal or external? In other words, is it because of you or is it something outside of your control? So when you believe that good things are permanent and internal and bad things are temporary and external, you have the makings of an optimist. And in times like this, you'll be far more resilient. So I'm here to remind you that this coronavirus will pass. May not be as soon as we hope, but it will pass. And there are lots and lots of things that you can do now. Hopefully I've given you a ton of ideas on how you can trigger those happy hormones and make sure that you create those small wins and celebrate so that you can build momentum. And as a reminder, if you would like some one-on-one coaching with me, feel free to go to my website, moxie-club.com and sign up for a free mini session. So if you're feeling stuck on something and you want to bend my ear and get an outsider's perspective, it would be my pleasure to be of service. All right, so in the next episode, we'll be talking more about motivation and momentum. And I'll wrap things up today with a quote by Leo Buscaglia. Too often, we underestimate the power of a touch, a smile, a kind word, a listening ear, and an honest compliment, or the smallest act of caring, all of which have the potential to turn a life around. You've been listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast 
with Amy Lang. If you enjoyed today's episode, by all means, hit the subscribe button now. If you're ready to get started, visit my website, moxieclub.com. That's M-O-X-I-E hyphen C-L-U-B dot com. And sign up for my free three-day course. And remember, making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens. <laughs>